Who's ready for the word this morning? Who's ready for some word this morning? If you would, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'll be there in just a moment. 1 Timothy chapter 2. We have been on a series called Charge. I believe this is week six. And um, we have been talking about different ways that God has given us to stay plugged into him, to stay charged up this year. And um, I, I, I hope that you've just been receiving just some practical heavenly downloads on things that you can do in your life just to totally revolutionize our lives from our worship to our giving and fasting. We've talked about the word of God and we've been using the cell phone, uh, kind of talking about how that relates to us. And last week I talked about prayer and this week I want to continue in that same vein because uh, so many of you have just been texting and messaging us about prayer and how God is dealing with you about your prayer life. And today uh, I'm talking about prayer, but I'm going to really be talking about intercession and what God has God has given us a gift to stay plugged into him with and to bless others. Amen. And it's a gift of intercession. And we're going to be talking about that today. And as last week, we started talking about 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. And I want to read the verse right before that today when it says, uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 13 through 14, it says, When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Is somebody dying down there? I don't know. <laughs> they're casting a demon out or something out down there. I don't know what's happening there, but they're having some fun. It sounds like fun. Thank you. I needed that downstairs. I need some help preaching this morning. But it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's pretty much God was saying, look, when you find yourself in a season that is not favorable to you, when you find yourself in a spiritual drought, when you find yourself in, in, in amongst enemies and pestilence, as he is saying here, he says, if my people, if they would just pray, I would hear from heaven and heal their land. And we discussed those four things last week. I'll just talk about those briefly just to get you in the mind frame of where we're going. He said, humble yourself is the first thing he said. Prayer is all about humbling yourself. If you don't, uh, um, if you don't go to God or you shouldn't, not go to God and just be constantly telling him but sometimes whenever you go in prayer you, you've just got to say God I don't know what I'm doing amen sometimes you just got to humble yourself and say God I can't do this without you humble yourself because when you pray you are saying God I can't do this on my own the second thing he said if you would humble yourself and pray we talked about that all last week prayer is an invitation to God to come into your situation the word says to pray Pray continually. 
pray continually. Why? Because prayer serves as that invitation to God and he wants in every situation of your life. He wants in every decision that you make. He wants in every question that you have. So when you are praying continually, you are inviting God into everything in your life. Amen? And But when you don't pray, it's like you're saying, God, I don't need you in this season of my life. When you don't pray for a day, it's like you're saying, God, I don't need you in this day. God, I don't need you in this week. It may have been years since you've really prayed. And you're saying, God, I really don't need you in this year. A prayer is an invitation to God saying, God, come into this place with me. Amen. And then it says, seek his face. Prayer is all about seeking. Prayer is, is all about seeking his face and seeking God's agenda. And we used the illustration last week about the child that you tell to go into the room and find something. And they open the door and they just look and they turn around and say, I can't find it. Does anybody know how that feels? It happened to me this morning. And we're saying, go, go find it. It may, it may even be your husband, uh, wives, some of you can identify. And then when you say, go find something, they look, I, I, I can't find it. But God says, uh, we, we've turned into a generation of lookers and not seekers. So God says, seek my face. And whenever you seek the face of God, it means you are lingering in his presence, that you're not leaving until you find what you are seeking after. Amen. You are turning over things. You are moving stuff out of the way. It's like when you lose your cell phone, you are not leaving that place until you find that expensive phone that you still got on a payment plan and you are going through. Why? Because you are going to seek it. You are not just looking. You are seeking for it. God is saying, stay in my presence and seek me and don't leave me until I answer you. Amen. And it says, turn from your wicked ways. Repenting gives way to revival. Amen. If you want revival, guess what? You need to start repenting because repenting was actually, they say, one of the biggest catalysts for the Azusa Street Revival. When people got together and just started saying, God, I'm sorry for the, for the things that we've done. God, I'm sorry. And then, then came a revival through, through their repentance. And repentance is done through our prayers. And I remind you of this series that we're doing, Charged, because to win this year, you must be spiritually charged. It's called Charged because there are battles and wars that are coming your way this year that, guess what? You will not be able to defeat with your battery not fully charged. There are some, there are some obstacles, there are some mountains and hurdles that's going to be in some of your paths this year that you will not be able to get over or around or under. If your battery's just at 50, but God is calling us to stay charged to, up to him. So whenever something comes our way, we can win the battle. Amen? We can win the battle. Turn to 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 through 7 with me today. It's where I'm going to be reading from. And it says, therefore, I exhort you. One version says, I encourage you. One uh, version says, I urge you, therefore I urge you that first of all, that petitions, prayers, inter intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, mm. for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, 
who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. This morning, I want to take time to note some very important contextual elements in this passage. And as I was reading it this week, just really some things, just one thing just really stood off the page. And while studying over this passage, I could not help but notice that Paul here, who is speaking during this time, writing this book, is giving very sequential uh, steps here. He is putting things in order. It's like he is taking his highlighter out and marking some words. It's like he's marking in bold. It's like he's using some extra exclamation marks. Don't you just love those people that use exclamation marks after everything? God bless their hearts. And he is putting things in order to bring it out for necessity. Sometimes I'll write some things and Sarah say, you need an exclamation mark there to show that you are excited. But it is, it is, it is like he was being excited. It's it's like, it's like he wanted to draw some lines when he says, first of all, before you do anything else, you need to be in prayer. He says, before you do anything, you need to start petitioning, you need to start praying, you need to start interceding, and you need to start giving thanks. And he is making sure that we understand the priority that prayer should be first. Amen. Before you start your day, you need to be in prayer. Before you start your day, you need to be in prayer. Before, you, before we can start a service, we must be in prayer. We can turn on music, we can turn on lights, but we've got to, somebody's got to be praying first, amen? Before we ever, ever open the doors on a Sunday morning, our volunteers are in here and we are praying on your behalf. We are interceding for you. We are praying for his presence just to meet us here. Before you do anything in life, somebody's got to be praying. Somebody needs to be praying. And today we're going to be talking about intercession. Intercession is the action of praying on the behalf of another person or thing or event. How many of you know that God has not just called you to pray for yourself, but God has called you to pray for other people? Amen? God, is says right here, it says, before you do anything, pray, intercede, petition God for all Men, God is calling his church to be intercessors, to be praying on the behalf of other people, of other things, of other events. You've got to understand that God isn't just charging you so that you can feel good about yourself. Amen. God is not just filling you with the spirit and filling you with goosebumps and all the great things just so you can feel good about yourself. But God is giving you power to reach others through your prayers. If you remember when I was talking about worship, I believe it was a couple of weeks ago, and all of y'all got mad at me because I didn't give you some steak, and I was walking around feeding people in the audience, and I, it, was, it was symbolic of my life of worship. And if you remember, I said, if you want to make some people hungry, just eat in front of them. Amen? 
If you want to make people spiritually hungry, just keep worshiping in front of them. If you want to make people spiritually hungry, just keep praying and watch God do things for them. If you want to, you just go about your business around these people living your life. And before you know it, people will start to be hungry. See, when God charges you, guess what? He has two things in mind, your well-being and the kingdom of God. Somebody needs to get that in your nose. When God charges you with the spirit, when God saves you, guess what? He has two things in mind. First, your well-being. And second, he has the entire kingdom of God in mind when he does something for you. I was listening to someone talk about intercession and talking about uh, 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 talking about prayer and uh uh, earlier uh, or last week I was listening to someone and they were talking about intercession and they were talking about intercessors and he said that people have a misunderstanding of intercession and if I were to ask you name me some intercessors or who is who is interceding that often intercession is assigned to uh, and intercessors are often thought of being what those older ladies in the church we all know those ladies that, that, that we think that and they're retired, and, and we feel they have nothing better to do than to get in the house of God and pray throughout the day. So many times when you hear an intercessor, you think about that sister that you grew up watching. She maybe had the, 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 the beehive on her hair, and she wore the long skirts, and we thought those were, oh, she's an intercessor. But, but that is a false concept because guess what? While we need the prayers of the seasoned saints, can somebody say amen? God is calling every person that is alive in this generation generation to be interceding for people and let's destroy another false concept this morning the concept of well you know God hasn't called me to be an intercessor because you know I'm just not one of those super spiritual people or I don't want to look like a freak or I don't want to look like a crazy person no no you don't understand the truth of the matter is that if you are saved and have experienced God's grace, guess what? He is calling you to be an intercessor. Why? Because when God saved you, he had two things in mind, your well-being and the entire kingdom of God. He did not save you so that you could keep your mouth shut and not share about his goodness, amen? He did not save you so that you would sit in a corner with your salvation plaque telling everybody you got saved but not tell about his miracles and his goodness and his mercy. He did not heal your anxiety disorder so that you would remain quiet. He didn't break the chains of your depression so that you would just sit around and build a silent memorial to him. He didn't restore your marriage so that you would watch other marriages waste away. No, he did it with two things in mind, your well-being and the entire kingdom of God. He did it all because he cares for you and so that you would turn around and help him, help him build the kingdom through it. When God saved you, you became an intercessor. When God restored you, you became an intercessor. When God healed you, you became an intercessor. Why? Because you don't want anyone to miss the goodness of God. So you pray for their behalf. You pray for their situation. See, we were created in his image. Look at your neighbor. Yep. You don't believe it, do you? It's hard to understand. Yes. That some of these people that get on our last nerves were created in the image of God. 
Could somebody say amen? I just can't believe it that they were created in the image of God. So if we were created in the image of God, the word tells us that Jesus Christ is what? Seated at the right hand of the Father. And he is what? He is interceding on your behalf. Isn't that amazing that Jesus Christ is praying for you? Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is praying for you. I had never prayed for you, but Jesus is praying for you. Come on, tell your neighbor that. Jesus is praying for you. You're praying for your neighbor for a lot of things. You're praying, to, but God, Jesus is praying on your behalf. So guess what? So while you are on the job, Jesus Christ is interceding for you. While you are shopping, guess what? Jesus Christ is interceding for you. While you are thinking, didn't he preach about prayer last week? Jesus is interceding for you. There is someone praying for your house right now. There is someone praying for your family right now. Jesus Christ is interceding on your behalf. Our God, he is standing in the gap for you. And if we want to be like Jesus, we must be interceding for the kingdom of God. Huh. He says, therefore, I exhort you, I urge you, I'm pleading with you that first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men. Let's look at some of these briefly. We'll be back to interceding in just a moment. Petitions. Petitions are specific requests to God. When you are making a petition with him, you are bringing very specific needs to God. Philippians 4, 6 tells us that through prayer and petition, let our requests be made known. Prayer and petition, they, are, they, they go together, but they are two separate things. Prayer is more of a dialogue, but petitioning is when you come to him and you're giving very specific requests of needs. And it says, uh, it says, prayer through prayer and petition, let our requests be made known. So often we stop reading that verse right there. And before we finish the verse, we let our requests be made known. And we go around letting everybody know our business. We tell everybody our business. People that have no business in our business, we air out our business. We put it on Facebook in the form of a prayer request. And we go out and we just want everybody to know our business. And we're talking about, we're talking about to everybody who comes our way. We just go around letting everyone know our business. We cry about it. We post about it. We let everything be made known to the world. Mm. And guess what? Whenever you do that, just turn on your news. Go to your Google homepage. And all those crazy people you see there, that is who you are letting your request be made known to. Hmm. Yeah, that is who you are petitioning. Yeah, that is who you are asking for help. And we wonder why we can't get through breakthrough. And we wonder why we cannot see prayers answered. It's because we are making our requests be made known to everybody except to our God. And the scripture says, no, through prayer and petitioning, let it be made known to God. That is what petitioning is. So first of all, I urge you, let your petitions, 
Prayers we talked about last week. And be sure to listen to that on podcast if you did not get that. Intercession we're going to go back to in a moment. And it says, and thanksgiving, first of all, your prayers, it says, should have thanksgivings. Thanksgiving. Isn't it amazing that we are being instructed, that we are being asked and instructed to give thanksgivings before we even see the answer that we just prayed for? Hmm. Could that be a key to answered prayer? Well, he says, first of all, give thanks. See, so many times we will pray and then we will, we will be in our prayer closet. We will be in a season of prayer. And we will be praying about something. We step out of our spiritual prayer closet. We step into the world immediately. And then in, an, in another conversation, just moments after we're petitioning and praying to God, we turn around and we doubt what we just prayed for. How many times have we done that? We say, you know, yeah, well, you know, I've been praying for a new job, but I, I, I don't know if God can do it. I don't know if God's going to do it. I've been praying for this. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, here we find ourselves doing this. See, whenever you make your petitions known, you ought to just go ahead and seal the deal with the praise. Amen? You ought to just go ahead and seal the deal with the praise. See, not only will your praise signify your faith to our God, but your praise will also let the devil know that it is finished. Come on, somebody. Your praise will signify your faith to God, and it will tell the devil, you might as well pack your bags because it is finished. You want to confuse your haters? Guess what? Pray and thank God before it ever happens. You want to confuse the onlookers? Guess what? Pray and thank God before it, before it, is ever, before it ever happens. You want to confuse those people? Pray and thank God that it is finished long before it ever looks like it is finished. See, because when Jesus was hanging on the cross he made a declaration it is finished hell rejoiced because it is finished confused the devil but he did not realize that when he said it is finished it was actually just getting started come on somebody he did not realize it see because how many how many of you know that in the spiritual realm things are opposite than the earthly realm things whenever people looking on earth when they see spiritual things happening a lot of people cannot understand it because because it is supernatural it is not of this natural world it does not look it, it, it does not look the same so many times they are the exact opposite see so when the devil hears it is finished and thinks you are giving up but when God's people say it is finished it is really giving God permission mission just to get started amen the word shares that Jesus on the cross stated it is finished and the word says that he gave up the ghost see declaring it is finished over your life or over your situation in a state of thanksgiving allows you to give up yourself so that he can begin it is finished. And just when the devil thinks your prayers are over, and just when he thinks that you've lost your faith, and just when he thinks you've lost your mind, just speak, it is finished. Somebody say, it is finished today. It is finished. And just watch the devil get confused. And he, and as he watches God take over, and it, he's, as the devil watches God take, it is finished, and turn it into his just beginning. It is finished with some powerful words that really mean, no, 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 I'm just getting started today. I'm just getting started today. And it says, therefore, I exhort you, I urge you, 
that you not only do these things, but you do them for all men. Mm. He says, I encourage you. I urge you to intercede for all mankind. Every man, every woman, I urge you. Listen, this is difficult for people. Because the word also says to pray for your enemies. Mm. This is difficult to pray for everyone. Even the people that you really don't care for. That you've been praying bad things against. God says you need to be praying for these people. See, it's so difficult because this takes kingdom thinkers, not just church attenders. Come on, somebody. This takes... Kingdom thinkers, people who can see the entire kingdom, people that understand the power of prayer, people that understand every person needs Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Intercession is not just about praying for people in your church. Intercession is not just about praying for those that look like you. Intercession is the understanding that all have sinned, including yourself, and all have fallen short of the glory of God, and then Everyone needs Jesus. That's what it is. Everyone needs Jesus. God is calling his church to intercede for everyone and for everything today. That's what he is doing. He is asking us to pray for our city. He's asking us to pray for different demographics than you are in. He is asking you to pray for different people groups that you do not belong to. He is asking you to pray for people who do not look like you, people who cannot afford your car. He is asking you to pray for all men. Mm. And it's not easy. And this right here is really not easy especially with these last couple of weeks that we've had in the United States of America, where it says, not only pray for all men, but for the kings and all who are in authority. Mm. Wow. Intercede for them. But how can I pray for someone that is different from me? How can I pray for someone that is not a Democrat? How can I pray for someone that doesn't have the same values as the Republicans? Get this. In this passage, while Paul is sitting here dictating this word, he is speaking here. And guess what he is saying? Pray for kings and people in authority. Do you want to know who his king was at this time? It was a man by the name Nero. And guess what? This was one of the meanest kings of his time. And he was calling the church to pray. This guy wasn't just mean. But early church writers would talk about how he would literally take Christians into the street. Tie them up on a pole. Pour oil on them. And set them ablaze. On the city streets. And Paul has the audacity to ask the people that are being persecuted 
to pray. Mm. Do you see the similarities of our country, of a nation right now? Paul was telling people, pray for this man that is persecuting you. But I just can't. She's not a Republican. You don't, guess what? You don't have to like them. You don't have to vote for them. But praying for your enemies takes someone that understands the kingdom of God. And now more than ever, the church must get over their little cliques. They must get over their little holy circles. They, 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 they've got to get on their knees. They've got to humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their own ways and start interceding for a nation that does not believe in Jesus Christ. More than ever, the church must be interceding. More than ever. And the church must get off of their pews and they must get to an altar and they must be broken hearted over those that are lost. They must be broken hearted over a nation. They must intercede for a nation for people that do not look like you. Why? Because his kingdom is our culture and God is looking for a church that is interceding on behalf of his kingdom. That are not worried about what others look like. They're not worried about what other people look like. But they just know that the blood is for everyone. The blood is for everyone. Pray for your president. Pray for your speaker of the house. I don't care what type of faces she's making behind your president. I don't care what she's ripping up and you told her to put it where the sun don't shine. You've got to be praying. You better be praying because this is not over. You better be praying. I don't get political. It's none of your business how I vote. I'm not going there. I'm just saying you better be praying for these people that are running our country more than ever. This is not finished. Pray. Pray for your senators. Pray for your governors. Pray for the mayor of this town. Pray for our commissioners. Pray for the school board. Intercede on their behalf. Because how can a church win the lost? How can a church impact a city? You want to know how? Through intercession. Through the praying on behalf of other people that are not like them. Prayer is earth giving heaven permission to intercede. Prayer is earth giving heaven permission to intercede. Do you need heaven in your situation? Give him permission to intercede. Do we need heaven in our nation? Give him permission to intercede. Do we need heaven on the Senate floor? You better believe it. You've got to give him permission. 
And whenever you pray, you are giving him that invitation. Whenever you are interceding on others' behalf, you are giving him permission. Listen, I am so sick and tired of the politics. I am so sick and tired of church people getting all up in there and they're slinging mud and it's all in the name of Jesus. I am so tired of it. I'm so sick and tired. I don't, I, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about J-Lo and Shakira. I know she's got hips and they don't lie. And what were you thinking? That it was going to be a holiness party? When have you ever turned on the Super Bowl in the last 10 years and it was a bunch of nuns on there? When? And we are getting, and we are sitting here and we are partaking in this and we are, and us Christians, we are getting on public forums and we're griping and complaining. I am tired of being all up in the business of the world while the business of the church falls to the side. Your prayers have the power to get up in someone's business so that you don't have to. Your prayers have the business to get up in somebody else's business so you don't have to. You need to set yourself at home and just pray and keep your nose out of the business of other people because your prayers can get in their business so you don't have to. Amen? Get your nose out of the world's business and get your prayers in the business of this world. Our, the business of the world, they don't need another expert. They don't need another opinion. They just need the prayers. Prayers. Van, help me out. Prayers. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of people asking how you're voting. It's none of your business. I just vote according to my faith. We are in a time as a nation, and I cannot express to you enough, you better be praying. I don't care if you're on the right, if you're on the left, if you're right down the middle, just pray. Pray. Seek his face. Intercede for a nation. Intercede on the behalf of our leaders. You have got to be praying. And just like worship, guess what? This world will not start praying until the church starts praying again. We cannot get mad about a world that is not praying to God when the church is not praying to God. We cannot get mad about a world that is sitting here and up in all of this business when the church is entertaining the same business. Come on, somebody. We are so, guess what? Prayer will unify a body. This world is disunified. The church as a whole is disunified. But guess what? But do you want to know what is unified today? Guess what? Demons are unified today. They are in hell. And guess what? They have one marching order. It is to steal, kill, and destroy. They are not bickering. They are not fighting. Demons in hell are literally marching into churches right now. Silent churches that are not worshiping. Churches that are not praying. Guess what? And they are literally marching into places of churches this morning. They're bickering. What are we going to sing this morning? Should we hold the hymn or can we put the words on the wall? And demons are marching into those territories. Why? Because the church is disunified. They are marching into places. This is, well, I don't understand because the church is so divided. Should we let black people in here? Should we let white people in here? Should we let homosexuals in? And the church is sitting here. They are not praying. They are partaking.
partaking in these things. God is calling the church, stop bickering about such things and start praying over these things. Pray like never before. I'm sick and tired of hearing them. I don't know. Should we hold the books? Can we put it on? Who cares? Just praise the Lord with me, somebody. I don't care about your carpet. I don't care what clothes you wear. I don't care if you wear pants. I don't care if you wear makeup. I don't care if you wear earrings. We have got to stop bickering over these little things that have disunified the church and the demons keep marching yet. And we wonder why churches are shrinking, but the devil's kingdom continues to grow. It's because they're unified. And the church is sitting here talking about things that literally have no kingdom advancement. Why are you going to let black people in here? Because they're part of the kingdom. Why are you going to let the drug dealer in here? Because they need Jesus Christ. And if I know somebody that can fix their issue, it would be so foolish of me to say, you got to stay on the streets. Why, why do I want to let homosexuals come sit right here? Because they need Jesus Christ too. Why do I want to do these things? Because God is giving us the kingdom right here in Rome, Georgia. And he's asking us to be praying. Stop nitpicking. Stop getting, save your time for prayer. Save your time for prayer. I will save you a headache today. Don't get on there and start bickering on Facebook. J-Lo, what were you expecting? And us Christians were throwing mud. I can't believe it. I, it was distasteful. She's on a pole for crying out loud. I ain't defending J-Lo. I'm not. But I'm going to put more prayer into my nation than I'm going to sit there making Facebook posts about it. And people want to say, you're a leader. You should be making posts. No, I'm not. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. Why aren't you making this post? Why, why aren't you? Because I am a leader. And I am right now in this season. I'm in a season of prayer. I am praying for our nation. And God is waking up a church. God spoke to me this week and said, look. Do you want to know the thing that is going to cause your church growth? He said, I'd heard him say, the basics. The basics will bring revival. The basics will cause growth unseen. And he went on, and I, when I was praying, I heard him say, do you want to know why it's the basics? He said, because the church has lost the basics. And while all these churches that have lost the basics, and they're grappling about things, if you'll just keep praying and doing the basics. He said, I will charge up your church. I will charge up your people. He said, this room will not be able to contain my glory. If you'll just get to the basics, can somebody come into agreement with me? He says, I don't care what you sing, just sing it unto me. I don't care what you bring, just bring it unto me. God is looking for a church that is praying. 
stand with me this morning? Stand with me this morning. We're going to sing this song because our prayers are weapons today. I said your prayer is a weapon today. Your prayer is a weapon for this nation. Your prayer is a weapon for God's people. Your prayers are weapons. Your prayer is a weapon today. Your prayer is a weapon. Look at your neighbor and say, your prayer is a weapon. Your prayer is a weapon. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Sing this, sing. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm gonna pray through. Come on, sing it now, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm gonna pray through. Come on, say. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm gonna pray through. Hey, come on, say. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm gonna pray through. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm gonna pray through. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm gonna pray through. This is how I find my battles. 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 This is how. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my.
Anybody else need some prayer today? I'm going to intercede for you today. I guess the people to come stand in agreement. Come come stand in agreement with us today. Australia, and I 
I'm with the Planet Shakers Church. Anybody know Planet Shakers? Anybody? He said, you've been on my mind. He said, I've heard something about you. He said, and I want to come to your church. This is a man who speaks in front of millions of people. <laughs> this is a man who literally goes around this world. And God has given him a gift of prayer. And he has seen miraculous healings throughout his ministry. He said, I want to come to your church, Pastor. And all I could see were dollar signs falling down from the heavens. I thought, oh gosh, how am I going to pay for this man to come to my church? He said, I tell you what, I want to be in your church so bad. God has given me a word for your church. He said, I am waiving every fee that I have. He said, I don't know what it is about you. I don't know what it is about your church. He said, but I'm, I want to be there. This is about as, I don't want to insult him, but he's probably close to 60 years old. And he's going to be here the first Sunday of March for one service. And he's coming from Australia from the Planet Shakers Church. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know if you know what that is, but Hillsong, you know, they're buddy, buddy. And I... I I didn't say a word to anybody except Sarah for a couple of weeks because I was trying to interpret. When I got the phone call and he told me who he was, I was kind of like a fangirl for a second, you know? Because I've watched this man's ministry and I'm just like, is this a prank? Like, how do you know me? And um, his his staff have called and we've, we've arranged everything. And um, I... I, I I'm still kind of speechless about it, and it took me two weeks to process. And I thought, God, um, I don't know. <laughs> like, are we are we ready for something like this? This man to come in here and this, and this week, God just said it's going to be the basics of the word, the prayer that's going to bring healing. So I want you to be in prayer with me. I believe it's 20 days from now. Look on your phone account real quick, sir. I'm not, um, I, don't, I don't say this to you for um, clout or anything, but uh, when I was praying about this man, God said, I, God says, starting tomorrow, I want you to pray 20 hours for this one day. So I'm making a sacrifice. I'm going to pray two 30-minute times a day just for this one day. And I believe that God is going to do something in this house. And I tell you this now so you can just begin to prepare your mind, prepare your heart. Uh, I, 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 I'm still just like, like this because I'm just, it's like, God, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, do it, God. 
So I am praying, and I want you to pray with me. If you don't know who this guy is, you're more than welcome to go online. And uh, he's got all types of videos out there. Pastor Tim Hall from Australia. So I can't wait. I'm so excited. I feel like a little schoolgirl. I feel like somebody famous is coming in, like my favorite actor or actress, or George Strait, something like that. It's George. Um, so um, be, be in prayer with me. We're going to have one service that morning. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I encourage you, mark your calendar. Be in prayer with me because God, God is going to do something. And I believe this is going to start a new chapter because that month starts our birth month. Next month, we will turn one year old, and I believe that God is bringing a special delivery. I believe he's opening up a new door, a new chapter. And next month is going to be our birth month, and we're going to be celebrating that. What better way to kick it off with this man who's bringing the word? So I encourage you, mark your calendar, get here early that day, and be praying with me because God is going to do something in this house. God, we thank you today. God, I thank you today for your mercy and for your goodness. I thank you today, God. Lord, I know that you are up to something. And I want to be a part of that something. God, I want everything that I do to be right in the center of your will. God, and while I know you're doing something, God, I want this church to be right in the center of that something that you are about to do in this city, oh God. And as you have spoke to me this week, we cannot be in the center of that if we are not praying. God, so I encourage everybody, Stop dissecting everything. Stop bickering. And just get on our knees and face and seek your face, God. Let us use our time wisely. And let us just seek you. Seek you. For these next 20 days that's going to take us into our birth month. Something new is being birthed in this house, oh God. And I declare it and I decree it over each and every person today. Let us go today, oh God. Let us show people your love, your grace, and your mercy. Let us show people your goodness, oh God. I thank you. I magnify you today. In your name, amen, amen, and amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday, 9 and 11 o'clock. This Wednesday starts our Enneagram class. We'll see you then for those who signed up. God bless. Thank you.